everybody. Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Glad to be back. And as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you guys for do, uh, downloading, streaming, tuning in. Uh, I don't know. How, however you taking my podcast, I appreciate it. So tell an enemy coworker, tell somebody about the podcast. Go, hey, I hate this guy. He's stupid. Check it out. Or I love this guy. Check it out. Or this is interesting. Check it out. Don't care. What the reasoning is, just share this motherfucking podcast. Yes, I know my voice sounds like shit, okay? I am fresh off of a weekend at the Columbus Funny Bone. I was screaming, yelling, uh, and I smoked quite a bit of marijuana, so my voice is a little fucked. But we'll get into all of that. <clears throat> if you saw me this weekend at the Columbus Funny Bone, welcome. This is my podcast. It's about 20, 30 minutes. Uh, I talk about the things that, uh, that I care about, that I love, that I hate, uh, that I'm pondering about. So I'll jump right in. For those who don't know, we have a nine-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. And uh, right now, we're a couple of weeks into his new anti-anxiety medication. It seems to be working. But there are uh, evenings when when the medicine is has, is beginning to wear off, where he's a little irritated. He can be a little short, a uh, little, little negative attitude about things that are on TV. You know, he just has to make a little snide remark. But we know what that is. We ignore it, and it passes in about a half an hour. It's one of those things, like, uh, if you address it too much, it can turn into a, a big emotional uh, meltdown and, and um, it, it can turn into something that can linger for hours. So we're, we're, we're learning to to uh, not ignore it, but just go, oh, just recognize it and not really respond to it. And if it gets out of hand, we go, hey, buddy, we really think that the uh, medication is starting to wear off and this is why you're a little, you know, you're a little irritated. And a lot of times he'll go, oh, okay. And uh, it, it makes things better. So just trying to communicate, be open, and um, yeah, I, I just I'm, I'm really starting to realize how much communicating makes things easier. And I know it's tough for a lot of people. You just it could be painful, or you don't feel like uh, being as nuanced and, and using the right words. It's like why can't I just say this and you understand where I'm coming from? But you know, life is isn't that easy. You know, I, I get it. It should be that easy. But it, but it ain't. A lot of things in life should be easy, but it, but it fucking ain't. So it is what it is. Oh, all right, sorry about that. All right, like I said, I'm fresh off of a weekend at the Columbus Funny Bone uh, with my man Mark Norman. If, if, you, uh, if you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys uh, know me through him. So welcome. And, uh, man, I got to say, one of the best weekends ever. Um, I haven't worked with Mark in, in quite some time, but whenever we get together, we, we kind of pick it right back up. It's always fun. He always has a, a funny, little kooky new um, perspective on things. We, 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 uh, we really talk about a lot of different topics and stuff, a lot of hot-button stuff, and a lot of sensitive issues, man. You know, sometimes he can say some weird shit, and, you know, I got to – Back him off of a ledge and, and, and vice versa. But we have we have a great time, man. We, we really do. I really respect the guy. Uh, he respects me. And we have so much fun, man. We just make each other laugh so much. And 
and uh, to get to work with someone who loves his comedy as much as you do, um, and someone who is as inquisitive as you are when it comes to life and how people interact with each other and why do we do this and why do we do that. We connect on that level so much, and uh, I think that's why we enjoy each other's company, man. We just we really ask each other a lot of a lot of questions that try to understand each other and, and how we both see the world, uh, whether it's like comedically or as a black dude or a white dude, or, you know, he, he'll ask my opinion. How, how, how do you feel about this being an ex-military guy and this? So, um, yeah, we, we have a lot, a lot of thought provoking, uh, conversations, a lot of laughs and, and, uh, really enjoy the weekends, but this was, um, Columbus has always been like a um, an interesting city, comedic city for me, because when I came up, uh, Columbus was where Dave Stroop resided, and I might have mentioned his name on this podcast before, but as a young comic who who's pretty much cut their teeth in the Midwest, uh, like many others, that name becomes synonymous with like God and I know that's you're like what the fuck but he is the guy who does all the booking and uh passing of feature acts at the funny bone so like if you wanted to get in the funny bone at all in the last 15 years or so that I'm aware of you had to go see Mr. Dave Stroop and audition for him and as a young comic the stories of Dave Stroop the story of the of the showcase, they become mythical. You know, like, oh, this guy, you know, he uh, he went up there and it just so happened Dave Stroop happened to see his set and he loved him and he brought him in the office and he opened the books and now he's getting all these dates and, you know, you got to have this many managers um, uh, vouch for you to, to even get a showcase. And my buddy went to the showcase and he saw a, a guy flub one word and Dave Stroop, you know, cut his head off right there on stage, he died, he fucked his, I mean, this, he fucked his sister, I mean, there's all these crazy stories about Dave Stroop, the showcase, getting past, it just, it was just this mythical, magical place, he was this weird, elusive guy who had all his power, controlled your career, and uh, I was terrified of Columbus for a long time, you know, because you hear the stories, like, hey, man, if you audition for Stroop, you don't get past, he won't see you for another five years, I mean, shit like that. But here I am years later, I'm at the Funny Bone, Columbus, you know, the, the city I was so afraid of. Uh, last time I was there with Mark, you guys showed me a lot of love, man. I had never sold that much merch uh, before in my life. But I am proud to say, <laughs> this time, you guys showed me even more love. Uh, I had so much fun. We did uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we did five sold out shows. Um, and it was, it was magical and it, it's been a dope journey because when I first started working with Mark five or six years ago, you know, he was really on his way up. And I remember doing these, uh, funny bones with him where like, it was really light on the Thursday and then the Friday or Saturday shows would be one show on Friday or Saturday, whether it was an early or late show will be packed. And then one of the shows will be kind of light, you know, so I, I've seen him go through the progression of like, we had a fun weekend, but he's like, I really want to sell some tickets. I, I want to be on this guy's level. 
and now he's selling out, man. So it's, it's really awesome to see all the growth uh, that that Mark has, um, that all the Mark, all the all the growth that he's uh, he's attained over the last few years. It's just it's just wild to see these rooms just packed out, and there's more and more people coming to see him. And it's not a paper room where oh, there's a two hundred people here. Well, there's forty here to see him, and you know another hundred or so who um, I don't know. Maybe it was paper. They just they they bought him on the whim or whatever it may be. But now we're at a point where or he's at a point where like 90 percent of the people are there to see him, and, it, and it's awesome to see someone's hard work and uh, dedication pay off. It's motivating, and uh, I'm I'm uh, proud to be a part of it. So. But it was a it was a fun weekend, man. Uh, my cousin came out, my aunt Vicky. She came out. I haven't seen her in twenty years. Uh, he, my cousin uh, Lorenzo, came out with his girlfriend and his buddy. And I, I just I, I I appreciate having family that want to show me love and show me support. They came to the Sunday show, and they came to a a, a show that I did after the Sunday show. After the Sunday show, man. And uh, I had so much fun. I, I can't, I really can't thank you guys enough. Um, but, I mean, the first night was, was great. I was a little nervous because I'm like, man, I really haven't done a, a weekend in a while. I felt rusty. Um, I was like, I don't really know how much new I have, but I, I worked on a bunch of new stuff. Yeah, I did a few older things to kind of get my feet wet, uh, stuff from the album, but like, I was really trying to lean heavy on some newer stuff that I wrote, and uh, I had a lot of fun. It's it, it just I, I really can't express um, how I, how you guys made me feel in, the, in Columbus, man. I sold out of all my merch. I mean, that's almost not to brag, but I'm 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 proud of myself. We're talking almost three thousand dollars in t-shirts, folks. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much. I, I appreciate you. you. My family appreciates it. Um, it'll be gone soon because shit always happens. Card, this, that. But uh, it really made me feel good that, I, you know, uh, I got my pitch down. People like the shirt. Um, uh, and I'm doing well enough to where people want to in, in, invest in me and and they like what I'm selling. So it, it was, um, it was a, a fantastic weekend monetarily. Uh, again, sold out shows. Great, great crowds. Just a lot of fun. Um, oh, um, I want to say, yeah, it was a late night on Saturday. And as many times as I've worked with Mark, we've never done this. So he's starting to do a Q&A at the end of his set. And uh, someone yells out, bumping mics. And if you don't know what bumping mics is, that's like when um, it's David Teller and, and Jeff Ross. They kind of grew up on stage together, bus balls and stuff. And Mark was like, you want to do it? Sorry, I got the hiccups, folks. Um, so yeah, I run up on stage because this is after I've done my set. He's he's basically done, and I go up on stage with Mark. I got a cordless mic. We are we were up there for about twenty five minutes, just riffing, asking the crowd questions, making fun of uh, just local spots in town, and you know just busting balls. Would you sleep with this couple? Who's the hottest couple? Who's the ugliest couple? Uh, would you bang this guy? I mean, it was just it was just fun, man. It was a lot of fun. And that was the first time we were ever on stage together. And um, it was kind of weird. As, as many times as we've been in each other's hotel rooms, he's been in my car. We've sat down for many of lunches, dinners, breakfasts. But we had never been on stage together. And it, it was kind of weird. 
uh, being up there with them. But it, I had a lot of fun. It was awesome. People seemed to enjoy it. They really responded to it. And, um, man, it was uh, a magical weekend. But I'll say this. Oh, you know what? Let me, before I get to the story I want to tell, I will talk about some uh, some current events. Uh, people were, uh, I was talking to Mark this weekend about the blockade, and I, I know people are like, oh, fuck, here we go. I'm really working on being honest. I said that at the beginning. I can't care if it makes people mad, all right? This movement of, like, just being truthful and honest and you know what? I'm just going to embrace it. And if you don't like it, that's completely fine. But as far as this Canadian blockade, I, I can't really support the shit, man. I, I can't. Uh, one, I don't really know a whole lot about it, if I'm being honest. But from what I have heard, it sounds like these guys are pissed off about these mask mandates. Um, they're blocking the road. These truckers are. And what bothers me about it, I'll tell you what bugs me about it. The support that these guys are getting from uh, a certain group of people here in America. Now, that certain group of people in America, when it came to BLM protests, really hated the fact that niggas were in the street uh, protesting. They made it very apparent that they hated the, the street thing. Oh, I wouldn't mind if they weren't in the street. People want to get to work. What if this? What if that? What if that? It's always all these, these like hypotheticals. That's what a lot of these people are worried about, these hypotheticals. Oh, what if my daughter has a, a, an, allergic, a, an allergic reaction and I have to get to the hospital and they're protesting? Could I hit them? It's just like, you really think that's going to happen? You, 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 your kid's just going to have an allergic reaction and you're just going to happen to have to go the same way that people are protesting in the street and you want to know if you can hit them or if you got to get to work. You know, it, it, that's what it is. It's like so many people are so caught up and get angry about these hypotheticals that, that situations that we make up in our heads and then it gets airtime in play all uh, so many of these podcasts and shit on the news is what if these hypothetical shits what if this it, it, it's it's a waste of time it really is but i digress i don't like it because like i was saying all these people hated blm and all these other protesters being in the street now all of a sudden because these people are protesting uh, mask mandates, they're all for it. I've seen clips of uh, people on Fox News. Uh, people are dumb. They're upset, and I, I support it. It's just like, well, what about all of the the, uh, the the noise complaints? They're keeping people up at night. People who people want to get to work, they can't get to work because these trucks and these people are blocking the road. Now, all of a sudden, none of that matters. You're, you're supporting these people. Because they look like you, because they're um, they're supporting a cause that you support. You don't want, want to let a mask mandate. But I, I just think it's so funny that here in America, all that complaining about people being in the streets, and it went so far as to even like there were states that basically passed legislation that would absolve people from any fault if they hit protesters who were protesting in the street. Now there's rumors about the uh, truckers doing this shit here. Now, I think that would be very, very funny and ironic if uh, they start blocking the roads and they become victim of their own legislation and start getting hit, ran over by people. And I, what's funny is I even called this. I was just like, 
They never think any of this shit through. They're going to pass these laws to make it okay to hit people because they don't ever see themselves in a position to where like, oh, I'm going to be in the street protesting. But here we are, not even a year later, they're going to be in the streets and get ran over. And then the people who ran them over will get absolved of any guilt based on the laws that they passed because they thought they would be able to hit niggas with cars. I love it. <laughs> That's why I don't support the blockade. Now, if you're like, hey, man, you want to block the street to, to uh, combat or to show your distaste or your hatred of uh, police brutality, go ahead. I don't agree, but do what you got to do, bro. I support your right to protest. Cool. But you didn't. But these people that look like you in a country that you never care about any other time, all of a sudden, these people are fucking heroes, but they're doing this shit that you say you didn't respect other groups doing. All right. Had to say it. All right. So, like I've been, I, uh, I'm sorry, like I've been saying, I had a fantastic time at the Funny Bone. But I had one of the best nights of comedy I've had in a long time at the Mexican restaurant, Junior's Bar and Grill, uh, after I did the Funny Bone shows. I mean, it was incredible. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm on some le I'm some on some comedic level and I'm only doing all these eight rooms because, no, I'm still doing a lot of shitty rooms, a lot of, uh, you know, just underground stuff and Italian restaurants and I I'm doing, I'm still doing that. I'm still doing that. But it's been so long since I've done um, a room in the Midwest uh, and underground and I, I forgot what that felt like. So I do these five shows at, at, at one of the best clubs in the country. And then uh, this guy, Chris Toyloy, one of the local comics, comes, comes and picks me up. I head over there. It's in a nice, cool neighborhood. And um, get to this little restaurant. It's a little empty up top. And we go in the basement. Very, very old school. Uh, it's got these mirrors all, on the, all along the wall. It's got a bar down there that's defunct that you can tell no one ever uses. They got a nice stage, a little setup. Um, and I'm like, man, I haven't done one of these one of these little basement rooms in a while. And slowly but surely, like a, a few audience members start to, to come in and then some comics. And I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna be. I was like, man, but this is uh, this is starting to remind me of what it was like when I was two, three years in and uh, we got these little shitty rooms and it's gonna be a fun night because one of our friends ha has convinced the feature act who was working the club to come headline our show. I remember being at those shows. I remember being that guy picking the comic up. I remember all that. Like, man, I can't wait till they get here asking all the questions. Um, just wanting to impress that person. You know, just just wanting, to, wanting them to see this or hear this bit you got. You can't wait to tell them about the scene. You, you want to prove that uh, you're a real comic and this party that's just hoping like, oh, maybe this guy will like me and, and want to bring me in the road one day, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And um, that is basically what happened that night. I get there. 
Um, all the local comics show up. Um, there were some wait staff from the club who were like, oh, we, I really didn't get to see it. I was working so much and I really wanted to see it because I heard you get some big pops on stage at the club. And, you know, everyone was like, oh, you know, you, you just, this guy's a good comic. We should go check him out. And so I had some staff there, local comics, and we had a good sized crowd. I think when the show got up and gone, going, there were probably about 25 to 30 people there. And um, I didn't know this, but before the, uh, but all these comics on the show, they're about anywhere from like six months to three years in. And they got some cute jokes. There's some bad jokes, but like, uh, it's just, it just really takes me back to those early days of comedy. Just the smells, the way the sound system would sound. It's just like anything that could that could go wrong kind of went wrong. Like I had to shit my brains out and I get to this restaurant and the lock for the door doesn't work. And, the, and it's not like one of those bathrooms where like you can sit on the toilet and like hold the door closed. No, it's on the other side of the room. So I'm like, well, shitting here is not going to happen. The door doesn't lock. Um, the microphone was intermittent. It was in and out. The stool that we had on stage, like the bottom wasn't wasn't screwed into the seat. I mean, just little these little things, you know, um, all these little imperfections. And I'm like, man, I love this shit because this is exactly how I came up. But so they're all doing five. Some people are doing okay. Some people are bombing. You know, a couple pops here and there. Um, but it was so much fun. I get up there and um, I have a great time. I'm, I'm riffing, I'm trying new bits and I have one of the best sets of my life um, down there. It, it was just so much fun. It was just 30 minutes of me trying new stuff, fucking with them, making fun of their jokes not going well. If my joke didn't go well, I would say that, you know, so-and-so wrote that one. I mean, stuff like that. It was just, I was just, just, just in a zone. It felt great. I had so much fun. And as much as I appreciated the weekend at the Funny Bone, I had so much more fun at the show that I was headlining. And I was so hesitant at first. Uh, when Halima hit me up, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like uh, have the energy to do this. Is it going to be bad? Is it going to be, I don't know what it's going to be like, but I had so much fun. I'm so glad that I went. Um, so shout out to Halima uh, Ashburn for, for booking me. Uh, Chris Toyloy, uh, Yale, uh, Shayna, shout out to Lorenzo, his girlfriend, I want to say Amber, uh, Henry Allen, my boy Nate Washington, he emceed all weekend. We just had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah, let me step back. I said my man Henry Allen. Shout out to him, man. He was like a, a liaison this weekend for us. I remember Henry Allen when he first started. He was a, a Columbus comic when I was in Dayton. And um, I I want to say he might have been a year or two in at the most when I left Dayton. So now he's about five to seven years in now. He's a, 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 a lot funnier than he was. Um, just a good guy. You know, he he was uh, he bought us a, a, a videographer who was fucking fantastic this weekend. So we got a lot of good footage. And I, I'm waiting to uh, get some clips back. Uh, I think he's going to make me a choir work compilation video. So. I'm looking forward to seeing that. But uh, it was just a fun weekend, man. And to have my boy Nate Washington, a comic that I came up with in in, in Dayton when we were super young. And here we are working the club, a, a packed sold-out weekend with one of the hottest headliners of the week, uh, in the country. 
it was it was a beautiful weekend, man. And um, after that show, at Junior's, it all came to me. I, I, I realized the position that I was in. I, I kind of alluded to it earlier. I, 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 I didn't think about it, and I don't like to think about these kind of things, man, because I never want to come across like I'm big-headed or I think I'm a big shot or, or I got all this shit going on, man. But, like, they treated me with so much, like, love and respect, and it, it just it made me feel good, man. And for once, I accepted it. For once, I accepted it, you know. <laughs> he, he might get mad at me, but I don't think he listens to my podcast. But the guy, Chris Toiloy, didn't have the strongest set. Coming out, I'm just being honest, and uh, I saw him panic a little bit, and he really dug in. He got some big pops, uh, and he, he and he ended strong, but he beat himself up after the show. He just like, oh man, I usually have these great sets. I usually do better, you know. I'm I'm typically one of the more consistent comics in in, in Columbus, and I was just like, this guy. I was like, I think this dude was trying to impress me, man. And I'm I'm me, so I'm thinking like, why would he do that? But I have to remember how that felt as a two and a half, three year comic. And I was like, you know what, Chris? Stop fighting this shit. It is what it is. No one's saying that you think that you're better than anybody or you think you're a, a fucking uh, a national headliner. None of that shit. I was like, just get out of your head. Just enjoy the moment. Just enjoy the fact that these guys, these, these young comics, men and women, they think you're a good comic and they look up to you. Just, just embrace it for a minute. Just take it in, and I did. And uh, it was just funny to hear. Like, I'm in that position now. I'm the guy. Uh, I'm the guy they're asking questions to. I'm the one. What's it like to do this? How do you get paid? Uh, should I move here? What's this like? Have you met this person? I mean, they were doing all of that stuff, and I was like, holy shit! Here I am, six, seven years later. I'm that guy. I embraced it. You know, Toy Lloyd gave me a ride back to the to the condo. He kind of wanted to hang out some more. I'm like, well, all right, I got this food. I still got a pack, so let's talk. And he came back to the condo, and we talked for about an hour and a half. And I just tried to impart all the wisdom that I had about, you know, being a younger comic, the things you want to do, go to the club, hang out, you know, network with your friends, be cool, don't be annoying. I mean, just all the stuff that I was taught by Vince Morris and all these other comics, you know, how to tip out the wait staff, staying out the way, just being respectful of, um, you know, uh, the, the green room space, not taking up space, not bringing friends in, you know, all that type of shit. And it's just, I, um, I just, I, I felt obligated to pay it forward, man. And it felt nice to have people ask me some questions about comedy and uh, kind of look up to me a little bit. So I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I took it for what it was. I uh, I just and I I accepted the love and the compliments, and I had a I had a great time, and it, it was just so weird having it all come full circle. Like holy shit, I'm the I was I was that guy Sunday night, and and it was fun, and this is so hard for me to even talk about it. I admit I feel like a douchebag. I feel like I'm bragging, but I, I, it, it felt good to just taking those compliments. That was my show, you know, uh, and, it, and it, I had so much fun, man. And, and no knock on the funny bone at all, but I had way more fun there, man. It just, it was just a throwback to those nights. 
you know, and they were all like, I'm so sorry that the crowd wasn't good. And I thought it was going to be better. But then you got up there and everybody was paying attention. You had such a great set. Then they go, oh, it wasn't the crowd. It was us. And I'm just like, it's, it has nothing to do with me, man. I, I, I've just been doing comedy longer than you guys. Um, so thank you guys. Thanks to all the comics that were there that made me feel special. I, I rarely ever even accept those feelings, but I did that night and um, it, it felt great. And shout out to my cousin and his girlfriend. They came to both shows. Uh, shout out to, to Jarrell. Um, he came from, um, from Dayton. Um, Lon, he came out. Uh, thank you to all the comics that showed me some love. I mean, it made me feel good, man. I, I have to admit, and again, this is very, very hard for me to admit. I, I don't like accepting this kind of shit. I don't like uh, talking about myself or I just, I just feel weird. But I mean, I, I accepted the love once and, and, and it felt good. And um, man, it was a special weekend. Um, to do those shows, to, to be able to make that much money um, that weekend and it was fantastic. But to just go and, and get shown that much love and, and admiration from those local comics, man, it, it made me feel great. You know, that's the kind of stuff that keeps you moving and keeps you pushing forward. And, and, and it puts thing, things into perspective for you. Because we do get so caught up in like, I, I'm like, damn, man, Mark is doing this. I want to do what he's doing to where like you don't even really get to enjoy what you're doing. And I think I do that for him as well. You know, because uh, when I first met him, he was still touring with Schumer. And like he even admitted like the private jet rides and all the, all the crazy stuff. He kind of took it for, for granted. He got used to it. But then you start working with people who are levels beneath you and you and they're like, man, you get to do this. You get to do that. Damn, they pay for this condo. And I'm like, ah, oh, the condo's not that great. The TV's small. And he was just like, I would kill to have this. And you do remember, like, when I was a young comic, you would go to the club and you would sit at the bar and you would hear the headliner and, and um, feature walk in and you would hear them complaining about the hotel or, like, the guy who picked them up, the car was dirty or you got pissed off about that. And you would go, why the fuck are these guys complaining? They're doing comedy on the road. They're getting paid. People want to take their picture. They're making money. And you get there and you're like, fucking hotel sucks. I don't like this club. There's nowhere to eat. You know, my wife is mad at me. Other comics who are who are looking to do what you're doing, it really puts them puts it in it really puts it into perspective and make you go, hey man, I'm doing the thing that I wanted to do. And I was warned that it wasn't as glamorous as it looks. And you get there and you realize like, oh, they were right. But you have to remember that people are, are looking up to you. No matter who you are, people are looking up to you and they're like, man, I wish I could be in that position. Like I put a, a shit ton of my weight back on. I fucking hate how I look. I do. I'm back to where I was. But I have accepted it. I go, you know what? Fuck that. I ate like that for, you know, the no car, all that shit for over a year. Fuck it. I look like shit right now, but you know what? I'm kind of happy being myself. And I also have to remind myself, as much as I beat myself up, there's somebody out there who would look at me and go, I wish I was this guy's size. I wish I was as in shape as he is. And I'm in awful shape, but you got to remember there are people who are looking at you in your position and wish they had the things that you had 
They wish you had your body. They wish you they had your mobility. They, you know what I mean? You just, you just don't know what people are going through. Uh, and perspective is big. But with all that being said, there's a show. That's the show. Thank you so much, Columbus. Thank you so much to the Columbus Comics uh, for being so nice to me. I really needed that win. It was an awesome weekend. And uh, I'm looking forward to trying to maintain and, and keep this positive out, out, outlook and attitude. So you guys have a great rest of the week. I'm out. Peace.